Hello listeners and welcome to KUI News. I'm your host, Callie Nelson. On today's broadcast for the University of Idaho News, we will hear an update on the UI student lobbyist group who had a run-in with Senator Dan Foreman on Monday, a quick look into UI's plans for giving raises to their TAs, a look at the discussion held by the College of Law about DACA and JazzFest. Then we'll move on to WSU and for their news, the WSU administration reviews debts and their financial health, a look at the three napping pods in the Chinook student union area, the WSU campus is going to test a pedestrian only walkway, and WSU supports Good Samaritans. And in news from the greater Palouse area, there is no mass forgiveness for local marijuana convictions in Whitman County. And the mayor of Moscow talks about past and future projects. Then it's on to sports and community events. Haley Stewart and Brandon Hill of the Argonaut Report, members of the Planned Parenthood Generation Action Group on the UI campus, had planned on attending a full day of meetings, but made national headlines instead. The UI group focuses on sex education, which includes options for contraception. The trip on Monday focused on birth control coverage through the insurance provided by the university, also known as SHIP. This group spoke on behalf of the 12 months of birth control legislation. The bill is backed by Planned Parenthood and would require health insurance to cover the cost of one year's worth of birth control instead of how it is currently done, which is a month-to-month refill. Stewart reports one member says they plan to meet with both Senator Foreman of Moscow and Senator Bob Noni of Coeur d'Alene. Foreman canceled their meeting Monday morning. The group waited outside the senator's office and then left a note outlining the 12-month of birth control legislation and other sex education statistics. There was also a video recorded by a member of the group, and it can be found on the Argonaut website. This video is what led to the national headlines. Senator Foreman did not return multiple Argonaut requests for comment, and this story is on the Argonaut website and was last updated on Wednesday. For more on the story, head to the Argonaut. Brandon Hill of the Argonaut Reports Teaching Assistance received an email on February 5th, which detailed a new system of how TAs will be paid. The email was sent by Aaron James, an associate professor, saying starting in the fall of 2018, all UITAs will receive a $14,000 annual stipend, which covers full tuition. Hill reports annual stipends will increase by $500 from the previous amount of $13,500. In previous years, TAs with Idaho residency were expected to pay full tuition and waivers were granted for out-of-state students, which lowered tuition to match in-state. In-state tuition for graduate students is over $8,000. Aaron James says the push for a larger funding package comes from many department heads and the benefits would allow them to more aggressively recruit prospective graduate students. For more on this story, head to the Argonaut. Andrew Ward of the Argonaut reports the University of Idaho College of Law hosted a discussion on the current and future state of the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or DACA, program. DACA was an Obama-era immigration policy created in 2012 for immigrants who arrived in America illegally as a minor. This policy allowed minors to obtain a renewable two-year deferred action from deportation and allowed eligibility for work permits. The presenters spent a majority of their time discussing the methods that the Trump administration used when revoking DACA and questioned if the sudden revocation of DACA was constitutional. (music) 
Rem Jensen of the Argonaut reports the Lionel Hampton Jazz Fest starts on Thursday. Jazz musicians and performers have been coming to the Jazz Festival for over 50 years, and even if students do not have much jazz experience, they can learn many new things. UI students can acquire a two-day pass for both Friday and Saturday, starting at $15 for outer section seating and $25 for floor passes. UI employee prices start at $20 and extend out to $35. There will be schools from British Columbia, Oregon, Washington, and Idaho who will perform in competitions and workshops throughout the festival. For more on this story, head to the Argonaut. In other Jazz Fest-related news, Taylor Nattles of the Moscow Pullman Daily News reports attendance at the Lionel Hampton Jazz Fest is on the rise. UI Communications Coordinator Brad Gary says the university is expecting to host 4,110 students from 145 different schools. This is an increase from the 3,995 students from the 131 schools at the last festival. Student performances begin at 7.30 a.m. on Friday, and if people want to see the best and the brightest, they can visit the Kibbe Dome at 4.30 p.m. both Friday and Saturday night to watch the Young Artist Concert. This concert features the most outstanding ensembles from the day, and they will compete for a sweepstake prize. On Saturday at 7.30 p.m. in the Kibbe Dome, there will be the Grammy-nominated jazz band Joey DeFrancesco and the People. For more on this story, head to the Moscow Pullman Daily News. In other Jazz Fest-related news, Taylor Nadold of the Moscow Pullman Daily News reports attendance for the Lionel Hampton Jazz Fest is on the rise. UI Communications Coordinator Brad Gary says the university is expecting to host over 4,000 students from the 145 schools registered. This is an increase from over 3,000 students who came from 131 different schools last Student performances begin at 7.30 a.m. on Friday, and if people want to see the best and the brightest, they can visit the Kibbe Dome at 4.30 p.m. both Friday and Saturday to watch the Young Artist Concert. This concert features the most outstanding ensembles from the day, and they will compete for a sweepstake prize. On Saturday at 7.30 p.m. in the Kibbe Dome, there will be the Grammy-nominated jazz band Joey DeFrancesco and The People. For more on the story, head to the Moscow Pullman Daily News. Dan said of the Daily Evergreen reports, according to invoices obtained by the Evergreen, WSU has spent around $40,000 on recliners and napping pots for studying and sleeping areas around the Chinook Student Center, a.k.a. the Cub. Starting last spring, undergraduates at WSU started paying a mandatory $98 fee for the use of Chinook, which helps pay for amenities such as napping pods. The total price paid for three napping pod units and three zero-chair recliners purchased from the company Metronaps was around $40,000. The first pod was purchased in November of 2015, then in October of 2016, WSU Facility Services ordered two more and then three recliners. The recliners cost about $3,300. Shipping and delivery for the five units cost over $1,000 and installation also costs over $1,000. Facility Services received a $525 discount for a multi units and paid around $30,000. Senior Associate Director Harry Shaw says the napping type amenities were something wanted by the student population and they do see a very steady use in the area that the napping pods are in. For more on this story, head to the Daily Evergreen.
Hannah Wesselbacher of the Daily Evergreen reports in a month-long trial over the summer, WSU Transportation Services will prohibit vehicles access to Thatchuna Street between Colorado and Linden Street. This trial provides an opportunity to solve the long-standing problems of accommodating both pedestrian and vehicular traffic in this area of campus. For more on this story, head to the Daily Evergreen. Dan Doucette of the Daily Evergreen reports ASWSU Senate passed a resolution encouraging WSU officials to withhold punishment for students who contact emergency services for alcohol-related use. Another resolution passed by ASWSU is to raise awareness about influenza and encourage students to get immunized. For more on the story, head to the Daily Evergreen. Scott Jackson of the Moscow Pullman Daily News reports that with a growing number of states legalizing the adult use of marijuana, some larger cities are taking additional steps of retroactively expunging misdemeanors related to marijuana. Jackson reports local officials say this is not a priority for Whitman County, and officials say there is already a mechanism in place for expunging misdemeanors. For more on this story, head to the Moscow Pullman Daily News. Garrett Cabessa of the Moscow Pullman Daily News reports Moscow Mayor Bill Lampert outlined important projects the city completed last year and addressed upcoming projects for 2018. It was part of the annual Moscow Chamber of Commerce-hosted State of the City Address on Wednesday. Lambert told the room the city increased its street repair and maintenance funding in the last three years. He also discussed the importance of the Pullman-Moscow Regional Airport runway realignment. For more on this story, head to the Moscow Pullman Daily News. Colton Clark of the Argonaut reports in a 23-team field with three of the country's top 25. The Idaho men's golf team managed to tie for 19th place. And Enrique Marine tied for third out of 130 golfers present. Marissa Lloyd reports the UI's men's tennis team scored their first win of the spring season Friday against North Dakota with a 6-1 score. And the UI's women's tennis team also won with a 6-1 score in Grand Forks, North Dakota on Friday. And now for community events. Show your vandal car for free climbing at the Climbing Center from noon to 9 p.m. on Friday. And the Lionel Hampton Jazz Festival starts Friday and runs through Saturday. Unfortunately, this takes up many of the rooms, so there's nothing much more for community events. But for a complete list of the workshops and concert times, check out the UIDAHO events page. For more community events, check out the University of Idaho events page and the Moscow Chamber of Commerce. Thank you for tuning in to KUI News. Today's music comes from Into Infinity, produced by Dual Labs and Creative Commons, as licensed by CCBY 3.0. This is Callie Nelson, signing off. <laughs> <laughs>